Well, good morning. Uh, let me add uh, my welcome to, to that of Rob's. We've not met before. My name's uh, Tom. It's uh, brilliant to see you all here uh, this morning. I don't know about you, my step count, I think, just went up um, doing that song. But um, we have just sung that we have a, a great big God. We have a big God who's able to do infinitely more than we might ask or imagine or think. And not only is he a great big God, he is just a great God. In Psalm 145, it tells us that his greatness, no one can measure it. He is great. And we might not be able to measure, sort of get a tape measure out and kind of measure God's greatness. But it doesn't mean we, we can't say anything about what greatness looks like in God's eyes. So what, what is real greatness? What is true greatness? What does greatness in God's eyes look like? Well, I thought, since this is the first ever Platinum Jubilee for a British monarch, and I suspect will be the only one in any of our lifetimes, we should take a look at, at our very own uh, queen. And hopefully the queen is going to pop up. Uh, and there she is. Give us a little wave. There she is. Your Majesty. Your Majesty. I mean, consider all the celebrations, the flags, the bunting, the commemorative plates and uh, cups, the concerts, the street parties, the fly pass. Surely that must mean that the Queen is pretty great. So what is true greatness? What is real greatness? What does greatness in God's eyes look like? We'll say, we'll just, we'll say bye-bye to Her Majesty for a moment. What does it look like? Well... The queen has a lot of power. She might not have as much power as kings and queens have had in the past, but I don't know if you've ever looked inside your passport. Mine's one of the old ones. It's not changed color yet. Uh, and, and, and read the words that it says. It says, Her Britannic Majesty's Secretary of State requests and requires, in the name of Her Majesty, all those whom it may concern to allow the bearer to pass freely, without let or hindrance, and to afford the bearer such assistance and protection as may be necessary. Wow. That's quite powerful, isn't it? Now, I wonder, is, I'm going to need a helper now. Somebody who wants to feel quite powerful. Who likes to go, would you like to feel quite powerful? Would you like to come up then? Well, I've got a very important job for you. Well, I think, I think you should have your own flag. Would you like a flag? There you go. Do you want to hold on to that? Um, would you like to go up to your own royal balcony and give us a wave? Would you like to do that? Shall I, shall I escort Her Majesty up the stairs? Okay. There might be a little cushion for you to stand on. And, and can, you do, can you give everyone, you know, every now and again, give everyone a little royal wave? Very good. Feeling powerful. Very good. Are you okay to stand there? Just give us an occasional wave. That's wonderful. Thank you. Brilliant. Brilliant. And I think also... I think you need a trumpet fanfare, don't you? Trumpet, please, Mark. Oh. Very good. It's for you. It's for you. Very good. Fantastic. Well done. Do you want to come down? Brilliant. Thank you so much. And you can keep hold of the flag if you want. Do you want to keep hold of the flag? Or do you want to give me back? You give me back. Fantastic. Thank you so, so much. So we got somebody feeling very powerful. What else might make the, the queen great? Well, just think of all the palaces that she has. I don't know how many she has. Have you ever considered the number of potential beds that the queen could sleep in? 
I hadn't until yesterday, but my mind boggled slightly. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need a bit of help here. I, two or three people who are good at making things. Rafe, do you want to come up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to come up as well, mate? Joel, why don't you? And I, we're going to turf Rob down that way. And you've got a challenge over the next sort of two or three minutes uh, in this pew here to make with Duplo, maybe under Rob's supervision, the best royal palace that you can. Okay? Because surely having lots of royal palaces makes someone great. What else might make uh, somebody great? Well, the queen, she's not short of cash, is she? I mean, we saw, we saw the, the, some of the crown jewels up there. Uh, the, the, was it the diamonds in the, the scepter worth 400 million pounds or something? That's incredible. Now, I need somebody who's feeling really strong this morning. Who's feeling really strong? I can see, I can see a hand over there. Do you want to come and be really strong for me? And I mean, yeah, the queen's not short of cash, is she? I mean, her face is on all our money. And are you feeling, are you feeling really strong? Fantastic. Do you want to come and stand here? And, and the queen, I don't think she does sort of two Ps and five Ps. She does, she does gold bullion, surely. Surely. So if you put your hands out. Yeah. Yeah. How, are you, how, how, how are you feeling? You know, we'll stack you up with gold bullion. Fantastic. You're right there. Brilliant. You know, I'm sure the queen's got a bit more than that. Are you right holding those for a moment? So maybe the queen is great because of all the, the money that she has. Or maybe the greatness of the queen is seen in the fact that she not only has one birthday, she gets two birthdays, April and June. And that is one surefire way of getting extra presents, isn't it? You know, start, my sister did it because she had a Boxing Day birthday and I was always annoyed she got the extra presents. Um, I want, who wants to feel special today? Who wants, who wants to celebrate a bit of birthday? I can see, yeah, come on, right at the back, come on down, on it, yeah. And I feel, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Ollie. Oh, I've broken your hat, so we'll just have to balance it. Why don't you hold, it's your birthday, uh, and it's only fair. Whee! Happy birthday, or Royal Highness, His Majesty. Come on, hello. One more. Why not? Hey, fantastic. Fantastic. There goes the okay, hat with So is, is this what true greatness, is this what real greatness looks like in God's eyes? That the powerful queen up on a balcony giving a wave with a trumpet fanfare. Does it look like, how, how are the arms doing? They were like, does it look like having loads of gold? Does it look like having big parties and two birthdays? Does it look like, can we have a look at the palace that you made? You might not have finished. Can we, can we, it's not quite finished. The foundations are looking good. I think they get a round of applause. Very good. Oh, we'll put that down. You can finish it off later in a moment. Um, let's give all our helpers a big round of applause. Thank you very much. Should we take your... You can keep the hat. Of course you can. Oh, oh, I hope they didn't get your toes. Gold's very heavy, you know. It's not really wooden bricks wrapped up in wrapping paper. Honest. Thank you so much for all your help. Here's my, here's my theory, though. I reckon the queen 
would be pretty great, even if she didn't have two birthdays and lots of parties, even if she gave all her money away, even if all her palaces were taken away from her, uh, even if nobody recognized her and there were no trumpets. Because the thing is, real greatness, true greatness, greatness in God's eyes, goes much deeper than any of those things. Greatness has little to do with whether you're living a life with power and palaces and money and parties. It's to do with what you do with what you've got and how you treat other people. And that's the greatness that we're going to hear Jesus talk about in a moment. From some verses in the Bible, you might like to grab a Bible, they're in front of you, they're the sort of turquoise colored books and uh, from one of the eyewitness accounts of Jesus' life, Matthew uh, chapter 20, and we're going to hear it read at verses 20 to 28. If you want to look it up, it's on page 988, and Hannah's going to come and read those verses for us. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons, and kneeling down, asked a favor of him. What is it you want, he asked. She said, Grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. You don't know what you are asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup I am going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my father. When the ten heard about this, they were indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Hannah. And did you hear there what Jesus said? Uh, true greatness is all about. Find it towards the, the end of those uh, verses. Uh, verses 26, 27, real greatness, true greatness, greatness in God's eyes. He says, whoever wants to become great among you must become your servant. Whatever, whoever wants to be first must be your slave. True greatness, real greatness, greatness in God's eyes is found in serving. In this story, there's something that Jesus' friends had got totally right about him. They knew that Jesus was great. Jesus had power, more power than trumpets playing a fanfare or people bowing down. Jesus could look at a storm and just say, stop it. Jesus could feed thousands by taking one little boy's pat lunch and sharing it round. He could tell a paralyzed man to get up and walk. He could tell a, a little girl who died to wake up, and she did. And Jesus doesn't have palaces. He doesn't need palaces that will need repairing and fixing or that might catch fire. Right now, Jesus is sitting in the heavenly throne room. And what about wealth? Jesus doesn't need any gold because he made everything that there is, and it all belongs to him. And... In his humanity, every year, billions of people celebrate his birthday each Christmas. And in his divinity, he doesn't even have a birthday because he's always existed. And Jesus' friends, they want some of Jesus' greatness to, to rub off onto them. And so they, they say to him, um, 
can, well, they, they don't say to him, do they? They go, they go off, don't they? Like so many of us do. Mom, can you ask Jesus if we can sit on his left and on his right? In the most important places. You kind of know that these two boys, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, they would be the ones who would fight over who gets to sit in the front seat of the car. And their mum goes and asks Jesus. And then Jesus' other friends find out. And what do they feel like? They are properly annoyed with them. How dare they think that they're better than us? Or are they properly annoyed because they realize James and John got there first and they didn't ask first? But do you notice Jesus doesn't tell anybody off? Jesus uh, doesn't tell any of them to go away. He doesn't tell any of them that it's wrong to want to be great. Jesus, again and again, has patience with people like me who get things wrong, who misunderstand things, who go the wrong way. But Jesus says, verse 22, you don't know what you're asking. His friends have got something right. Jesus is great. His friends have got something completely wrong. A true greatness, real greatness, greatness in God's eyes means serving. That's the Jesus way. Verse 28, just as the Son of Man, that's, that's Jesus himself, did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. It's why Jesus talks about drinking from a cup. It's, it's Old Testament language of hardship and of suffering. You see, Jesus, with all his power, his heavenly home, all that he has to enjoy, well, he willingly gives it all up and dies on the cross. The king of the universe gives everything he has. He's not thrown a celebration party. In fact, the worst experience that could come his way came his way. Jesus takes our trying to make ourselves great by putting ourselves in first place, by using other people to try and be first and better and stronger and faster, and he deals with it. Jesus takes the worst things that we do, our failures, our sinful stuff-ups, and does everything needed to delete them. And then Jesus shares his greatness. He says, there's a place prepared for you in my kingdom, in God's remade world to come. And he begins for anyone who puts their trust in him to remake you. He gives you his Holy Spirit. As we celebrate on this Pentecost Sunday, that we may live great lives. Lives of real greatness, lives of true greatness, uh, lives of greatness in God's eyes, serving others. If any of this is new to you, then I want to say it's worth taking time to explore. Because if it's real, if it's true, it's life-changing. And you can have a conversation with anybody you see up the front today. Um, feel free to, there's uh, various things you can take away. Uh, some little accounts of Jesus' life, uh, some little red booklets called Why Jesus. Uh, you could come back next Sunday. You could join one of our midweek groups that explore what life following Jesus is all about. Or this afternoon when we're in the hall after the service, uh, there'll be a team there who are willing and ready to pray for you. Uh, if you want to be prayed with someone, or if that's a step too far, you can write down what you would like uh, prayer for on uh, a piece of our, oh, I've got it in a knot, but never mind, our prayer bunting. Uh, write down your prayer, and a member of our prayer team this week will we'll take that home and, and pray that for you. 
Well, this Platinum Jubilee is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And maybe this morning is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, not with the Queen, but with Jesus. But I want us to go back uh, to the Queen for a moment. There she is. Take away the power. Take away her palaces. Take away her money. Take away her parties. Do you know what? The Queen's still great. She's still great. Why? Because she first serves a king who served her and laid down his life as a ransom for her. And as I finish, I actually want to let Her Majesty have the final say, uh, sharing some words that she uh, shared a few Christmases ago, hence why the Christmas tree is in the, in the video. He has inspired people to commit themselves to the best interests of others. This is the time of year when we remember that God sent his only son to serve, not to be served. He restored love and service to the center of our lives in the person of Jesus Christ. It is my prayer this Christmas day that his example and teaching will continue to bring people together to give the best of themselves in the service of others.